Welcome to the original, the Chalky United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talkie United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to the first uh, Yellow Army podcast of the new year. Happy New Year to you. I think it's still appropriate to say that, isn't it? Well, I'm still saying it to everybody I bump into. <laughs> You'll have noticed that that voice was the uh, the voice of Dave Thomas. Dave, welcome to the podcast again. Thank you. Uh, Richard sends his apologies. We're a bit like Talkie United this season. We've not been able to put the same side out on two consecutive podcasts, have we? <laughs> I wasn't around last week. Richard's not around this week. He's a bit poorly, so I hope he's feeling a little bit better. I think but it's the time of year a little bit as it well, is. isn't it? It is. But um, yeah, we've not put the same team out two weeks running for a little while, have we? No. Which has been, let's face it, has been Torquay's problem. Um, festive season that yielded one point from two games. But as we'll hear in a minute from Gary in his press conference, um, two decent performances. I didn't see the game at Yeovil. For various reasons, but I wasn't able to go. Um, but we played well until the last ten minutes. I, d- I think it's you know, United have been putting together half decent performances for quite some time. Yeah, and and, and I think you know, if you're a regular supporter, and we're going to have a chat about all of that in, in a little while. You don't want to see half decent performances anymore. You, no. you, United could almost do with a scruffy performance and a one nil. A scruffy one nil on Saturday Absolutely. would do nicely, wouldn't it? And that's the territory we're in now. Yeah. So um, yes, they were half decent performances. Yes, you know, I, look, football isn't about what you deserve to get. Never that's has. That's very been. true. Never very will true. Be. And, we'll. Uh... Um, uh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that a little bit later on. But first, as usual, um, we'll have a listen to what Gary says. There is news on incoming players. We know about Ricky Aguiar, who came in yesterday from Swindon. But there's another player coming, and it all sounds very intriguing. We'll let you listen to that, and then we'll indulge in some ill-informed speculation on the other side of Gary Johnson. So Gaffer, the uh, Christmas festive period is over, two games against Yeovil, and two games over the, over the period of both, and particularly right at Hewish Park, where we probably didn't get what we might have deserved with our performance. I think both games we didn't get the, what we deserved, but sometimes that happens, and it's, that's football, and you know, the, uh, I thought we played well uh, for a long part of that game, we was getting good support because they were seeing the lads were, were playing a bit. Um, we just had to get that first goal. Um, they got it and of course that meant that we've got to come out uh, late on and it left us open for the second for the second goal. So um, yeah it was a, a disappointing uh, Christmas period for the point the points situation. One one uh, from the two games. But um, you know they still there's still a lot of hope because we're 
we are playing some good football. Um, we're, we're bringing in a, a, a couple of lads to help with the squad and uh, hopefully that'll tip the balance a little bit back into our favour and uh, we can start getting the goals maybe that we deserved. I mean, first half at Yeovil, I think we had 11 shots, they had one. You know what I mean? So it was, that was our... And it sort of continued slightly after that. They would, they'll say that they um, deserved it because they scored two goals we didn't get any. So that's, that's how the game is. Yesterday you brought in Ricky Aguiar uh, from Sweden. What can you tell us about him and um, the, the kind of plans of how he fits into the, into the squad? Yeah, he fits, in, he fits in well. He fits in with our philosophy and our, our tactics and he can receive the ball well um, and uh, he can play in midfield, he can play number 10 um, as well, so an 8 or a 10, he can play wide. Um, he's a very good striker at the ball, scores some you know, decent free kicks in his, his career. I know they like him at Swindon, you know, the supporters like him, he had a fantastic year last year and he played I think in the JP, uh, what's the comp that competition, anyway. Footballing trophy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, and Swindon felt that it was time, I've asked about him a few, on a few occasions, but they felt now's the right time to give him, get him out, get him some games while he's still fit. Um, and uh, and we, we were you know, very happy that they agreed to send him in. You know, we like him, he's a good footballer, very good footballer. FC Halifax are playing all this Saturday then. Um, obviously the game earlier in the season, uh, up, at, up at their place, our first away game of the season where we nicked the 1 0 win. They showed on that day they nicked were. Nicked a 1 0 win. They... <laughs> All right. All right, got it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. FC Halifax are playing more on uh, Saturday than we saw back in the game up at Halifax in, in August where we got the 1 0 win. But they were a, a very good side yeah. even then, yeah. but they, they struggled to get started. Yeah. They've obviously improved their form recently. What, what are you expecting on Saturday from them? Well, they're a good footballing team as well. You know, they, they work hard. You, you've got to get your tactics right. You've got to get your shape right. Um, you've got to get your attitude right. You know, it's it. But it's very similar to every every other team in this in this league. Um, you know, people have started respecting the league for for how much quality there is in it from top to bottom. And uh, you know, everybody needs that little slice of luck sometimes. It seems to have gone away from us at the moment, but hopefully we're, we're due some. And, uh, but then you have to, the harder you work, the luckier you get, as they say. After the, um, the Oval game on Sunday, uh, one of the TV pundits said, the trouble is Torquay have become too easy to play against. Did you hear that and what did you think of that comment? Who was the pundit? Depends who the remember. pundit was. Well, there you go, now you've got to tell me who the pundit was. Because <laughs> if it was... Uh, you know, Pep Guardiola, then I'll go, right, okay, I'll change it straight away. It was, it was not Pep. Okay. Um, listen, at the end of the day, when, when you're not winning games regular, people are going to say that, you know, the people that want to, I've said before, want to be proved right when they've had a little moan up earlier on. Um, but you have to look backwards sometimes and then you have to look forward sometimes. Looking backwards, We've been unlucky as far as, you know, we could have had two promotions on the trot, should have done, oh, near enough on the trot, the COVID stuff. Um, and then this year, 
you know, we've, over the two years we've lost a lot of our players uh, who went into the league. Um, and so you have to rebuild again. It's easy to rebuild in the Conference South to get into the National League. Not so easy to rebuild quickly in the National League for getting into the league. Um, and we lost, you know, if you go through the players that we lost. And I know I've said that before, but you have to look at that to see where we are now. And we are improving, uh, you know, and if we can get out of that bottom four quickly, which is what I keep saying, but all the other teams are saying that that are down there as well. And I think we'll be able to drag a couple in, um, you know, so there'll be a couple more. Um, and we're giving young players a little bit more experience. We're getting in a couple of uh, young players that are good players um, for, for, for them, to help them. We bring in good players uh, and then they do well and we lose, we lose them. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, we have to say exactly what's, what's happening here um, because we need everybody fighting to get us ourselves out of out of trouble, um, you're always going to have the you know the people that make the biggest noise, uh, a bigger noise. But then, judging from a lot of the correspondence we've had through the club and to myself, and it just warms your heart when uh, you know you know that people are 100% behind this group, behind the club, which they should be, um, you know, behind me. Uh, so. It's always good to know that, um, and it's good that sometimes they don't express it loudly. Um, but uh, and we want to do it for everybody, of course. Yeah. You know, we're we're hurting as much as anybody else. But I'm certainly not going to you know, lie in a corner and die like you know what I mean. We, we we're going to get out of it, and uh, without the excuses, but we have to know the reality of it, if you like. That the, the club, including the board of directors, the, our staff, the players, are, are giving it what we got yeah. at the moment. And if we can keep improve, improving by maybe bringing in players, maybe moving out players, and you know, and then that rebuilding process. But we need to rebuild and stay in this league, which is very important, and that's what is key to the the whole club. Yeah. And you said just a moment ago bringing a couple of players in, Ricky Aguiar is in, yeah. are we expected to see other new faces or another new Yeah, face? well, well we're, we're hoping to see another new face uh, before the weekend, but uh, it's all a little bit touch and go, not because, uh, for, for different reasons, um, but yeah, he, he'd definitely be in the club by, by um, the weekend. But there's an international clearance thing that we, we, we have to hope that that comes through. And, and one win could take you out of that bottom four, couldn't it? Yeah, it can, yeah. yeah. As long as the other teams uh, yeah. carry on with their losing runs. Um, it can. And that's been the case for the last three or four games. Which, um, and then two wins, you know, absolutely set you up sort of thing. And you'd be surprised if... You know, we can just, I say it every week to you boys, if we can get those two, we've got to get the first one first. Um, should have got it against Yeovil at home, <clears throat> had another opportunity, Yeovil away, didn't happen, so now we've got to make it happen pretty soon. If I offered you to 20th place now, would you take it or would you say no, I want higher? For the end of the season? I'll take it now. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, 
You know, that's not defeatist. We, we want to finish as high as we can. But you can't have your head in the clouds and suddenly start saying, well, we're still only however many points away from the playoffs. Um, you, you can say that in 10 games time if we have a good, put a good run together, do you know what I mean? But uh, you know, we, 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 you've got to deal with the situation you're in now. Um, you've got to keep the boys as confident as you can because they are playing with a bit of confidence. But it's you know, the, right, the goals at the right time against the right teams. You know, when you play the teams that are in the lower reaches, they like the overwork. Then um, they're big games. They're big games. But they all are now because we're past halfway in the, in the season. I'm sorry if I repeat things, but it's, so, it's, it's difficult when you, you're in the same position one week and then the next week and then the next week. But uh, I, of course, appreciate all the questions. Um, the second player is that alone as well? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This, it's um, nowadays. Uh, it, it's I don't think you see other than top clubs actually going out. And anybody that you really want in, the, the clubs have you know got on contracts probably, um, and you know, and if you want to go in for a permanent. And generally, if they're in contract, that costs you quite a lot of money. That uh, um, is is more than what that player is worth, uh, even if you could afford it. If you know what I mean, you know. So, um, but the second one will be alone uh, till the end of the season, and uh, and Ricky's here. You know, it'll be a, an ongoing uh, month to month. Uh, you talk about not wanting to have too many loans because obviously. It can create problems as much as you can't play them all. Uh, any of the players that are already here, are they all staying or are any of those loans going out? Um, well, we've still got... Most, the loans that are left with us now come up on the 7th of January, uh, after, so after this game. So, you know, we're, we're still in negotiation with the, the clubs, um, the player, you know, does he still want to stay? Does the club want him back? We, you know, do we want them? Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's those questions still unanswered at the moment. Sure. Uh, obviously, Mark has picked up his knock in the home game against Yeovil. What says Mark? Well, no, Mark's definitely uh, not coming back. You know, Mark came initially for the month, um, stayed a, another month, which we were grateful for. But um, you know, family ties you know, lives up in uh, uh, up north anyway. Nantwich, is it somewhere like that? And um, you know, it was great to have him over the Christmas period. And you're away from your family a little bit, and uh, yeah, he's he's gone back now, and you'd be looking for pastures new. And we thank him for his service because we would like to have kept him, but uh, same old story. But that um, you know, family comes first. So. Okay, thank you, Gary. No You've got the next three games are all at home. Um, and although obviously the home form, as we've all discussed and you've said, it, you know, hasn't been great this season, the atmospheres at Playmore on the whole have stayed but pretty positive, haven't they? It's not, yeah. as, if, it's not as if, what was it, I think the Norwich manager was saying that half the fans are waiting to boo, you know, or yeah, Dean Smith, yeah, so yeah. it's never felt like that at Playmore, has it? And, well, and, and, I, I mean, the one thing you have to realise as a manager is, 
you know, none of us like losing. None of us like losing. I don't like losing. Downsy like don't like losing. You know, we um, the crowd don't like losing. The directors don't. Nobody likes losing. So no. nobody's taking no. anything lightly. No, no. Um, and certainly on the day when you've just lost, people are disappointed, and some people want to walk out, and some people yeah. want to express their disappointment, as as we all do. Um, but then you sort of then get back into reality and then you go, well actually the lads didn't play too bad there. You know, I think it was a little bit like Conti, he said the other day he slaughtered the team and the club and then all of a sudden he said, well actually I reviewed it and we played all right, do you know what I mean? Um, so I think people are seeing the shoots of a good team, you know, and, and we're playing we're having more possession now and more opportunities than we were in the early part of the season. And so we, we just, we're doing it for the club and the supporters. That's what we, you, you do it for. You, you know, in the entertainment business, we've said that a lot yeah. of times. And that's what I, I want to do now. You, you don't entertain by having a, a good performance and lose the game. So we've got to get that second part, winning the game so that everybody goes on happy. Yeah, and he said that, if we, if we get out of trouble, and we'll do it as a club. Yeah, yeah. And that's the important thing. And then the ones that have been, you know, have been supporting the lads for the thick and thin, they would have been a massive part yeah. of us getting out of trouble. Yeah. Like they were when we got to the playoff final. Mm. Like they were when we got promoted from uh, the Conference South. So that's, that's, in, that's important yeah. for us, isn't it? I was just thinking you know, that obviously we've got three successive home games, yeah. uh, two in the league, one in the trophy. Yeah. Um, there was more than 800 at the Oval on, on, on yeah. Sunday, which was great. There was nearly 4,000 at home. Yeah. And you know, despite the fact that the home record hasn't been yeah. good, which we've all acknowledged, it doesn't feel like, oh dear, we've got another home yeah, game yeah. to come up. Does, does it, it doesn't feel like that. No, we don't. We don't think, oh, gosh, we, you know, we've got another home game. Yeah. yeah. We, it gives us another opportunity to show yeah. what we can do. Yeah. Um, but let's not you know, disrespect opposition because no. it's, you know, there's some good games and big games in our league and there's a, a lot of teams that have you know, totally gone for it this yeah. year and might not be able to, other than a couple that are right at the top, but might not be able to go for it again a second year. It yeah. depends on what their mm. finances are. So, <coughs> but, um, we won't be doing, you know, we can't work any harder, we can't train any harder, we can't think anymore, we can't have any more meetings, you know, more meetings than we do. So, when I sleep at night, I know that me and my staff have uh, done everything we can to, to, to build this group up and build the club up, you know, and, and there's uh, always brighter times and the corner if you work So quite a lot of interesting talking points came out of that, Dave. Let's talk a little bit about the new arrival first, because that was absolutely intriguing. We've got Ricky Aguiar coming in. Let's talk about him first. He is a decent player. The Swindon fans on social media, everybody saying, you've got yourself a player there. 
Well, we've um, heard that before a few we times, have, haven't we? We have. We have. We have. We'll, we'll come. Look, you we'll and come, I both we'll come to another with... one of those in a minute as well. Yes, He's, um, but you yeah. and I are both sitting here with everything crossed <laughs> at the moment, aren't we? So, so it's not as if we don't want him to be uh, no. uh, the guy that helps to turn us around. Um, and, um, we've just seen him going into training as well. Yeah. He looks, looks keen. He looks determined. He's um, he's very happy to have a little chat. Um, yeah, great, great signing. But who could this second signing be? Alone until the end of the season, who requires international clearance? There you go. You immediately start <laughs> adding two and two and, and, and coming up with four and a half or five. Uh, I've already then... run through the Argentina squad. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and obviously you start thinking... Has the Lee Johnson connection mm -hmm. in Scotland finally produced a player? We'll see, won't so, we? Uh, um, if it's we international gone... clearance, don't forget Wales. <laughs> have we gone back to Lambarda, though, Dave? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't Rodney Jack in his pomp uh, solve Absolutely. a problem or two? No, uh, look, we don't know who it is, as, as you and I speak, um, but I would have thought somewhere in the UK, yeah. Wales, Northern, Northern Ireland or Scotland would be involved here, um, i.e. at a club. You know, yeah. Obviously, if, if, if he's in an English club, that doesn't apply. But, um, yeah, we, we, we'll see. Uh, Gary Johnson predicted this after the the the, 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 um, uh, the second game at Yeovil. Yeah. Um, he, he was understandably... Um, subdued after that match mm. obviously he was uh, I, I watched the press box at um, Hewish Park is on the opposite side of the dressing rooms very yeah. frustrating yeah. managed to get across um, have a brief chat went back over to the other side to shift some more copy and stuff like that and I could see them in the tunnel mm -hmm. at Hewish Park picked out in, in uh, the back lighting him uh, Aaron Downs, yeah. uh, Louis, uh, the um, uh, Louis the the analyst, and the rest of the staff. They must have been there for ten minutes, quarter of an hour, yeah. talking, yeah. as you do after another disappointing result, um, going over stuff, and, and you know, <laughs> hopefully it produced something positive, um, uh, and. You could see how disappointed he was. Yeah. Uh, um, not 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 because it was a particular turning point, because it wasn't. It, you know, uh, United played pretty well in the first half mm -hmm. at Yeovil. By the sound of it, again, you saw it. I didn't, but yeah. they created a lot of chances which they weren't, which they haven't taken. No, which no. is a worry. I, I, I they, there, there wasn't. There was a lot of half chances. Mm. There, were, there were some clear-cut chances. Yes, there were, but not on the volume of the half chances. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of decent play. Yeah. And basically, United at the moment are playing like, you know, a not-quite team. They're nearly there. They're, 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 they're putting some decent stuff together. And it was certainly good enough to have beaten Yeovil twice over Christmas. Yeah. Let's face it, Mark Cooper had to make two substitutions at Playmore to try and get his team going. Yeah. And he had to make he played Ben Richards Everton, who's a six foot three inch four inch tall centre half at centre forward at Hewish Park and hauled and changed that at half time with another double substitution. Yeah. So that shows how well he thought Yeovil played over the course of the mm. two games. But the fact is, you know, United were in front at Playmore with Mark Ellis's departing gift to the club. Yeah. Um uh, uh, couldn't see it through 
and they were the better side at Yeovil for quite a long time. The, the changes did G Yeovil up a little bit in the second half. United got through a difficult spell just after half-time, but you think, right, they survived that, still nil-nil. Get back on it again, go and win the game, and they didn't do it. No. A end of story. Uh, and we can look at the minutiae and the details that were blue in the face and not going to change anything. And in six weeks' time, hopefully, we'll all be looking back and say, oh, well, we've got a few points now. Um, shame we didn't get two more at, uh, or whatever it was at Yeovil on New Year's Day. So, because because um, it is remarkable that a win against Halifax on Saturday, given a fair wind elsewhere, could actually get us out of the bottom four. Well, it, it, it was crazy, wasn't it, that a playing more on Boxing Day, uh, at half-time we were out of the yeah, bottom four, we and, at, and at, and at full-time we were one from bottom. That, that That's where the thing is. And, and one of the sort of... Uh, slightly comforting factors in all of this is that two of them sorry one is that we're still only two points away from a safety place yeah. i know there's odd games in hand to be taken into account as well and the second thing is that there's still 21 games to go yeah there is yeah. there is more than enough time to get out of this um and uh, it's so frustrating isn't it that these other teams aren't actually picking up points uh, uh, of any great significance against us um, and of course, after these three home games, yeah, you've got well, one, up, one of them, of course, being FA Trophy. But yeah, but in a funny sort of way, in the bigger picture, mm. do you want to be losing at home no, to you don't. Town in the FA no, Trophy? No, you don't. And you want that momentum. You Correct. want the, the winning habit. Good heavens, wouldn't it be great to have the winning habit? Absolutely. Um, but then after those three home games, uh, Halifax, Taunton, Bromley. You've then got two away games Boring at Boreham Wood and Woking, and then yeah. the next home game mm. is Maidstone at home. Now, <laughs> they don't get much bigger than that, do they? <laughs> Talking, <laughs> they don't because, get much bigger than Maidstone. No, because yeah. of the situation of the league, that they're yeah. one of these teams that Torquay have got a, you know, they're, they're not playing, not playing mm. well, um, and we've got to beat them, you know. So, I mean, January is... It's going to be a, a huge month for us. It feels it? like it, it doesn't does. it? Yeah. If we come out of January still second from bottom, yeah, you start to worry. You would start to worry and, and, seriously. Well, so, yeah, and worry more than yeah. we are now. And and of course, the, the and that's why these three home games are so important. Mm. It's we're going into these with the worst home record that you and I can ever remember. One win in fifteen something yeah. like league yeah. and cup games at home, um, uh, uh, and. We've got three home games coming up. You would normally think, wouldn't you, that, bloody hell, do we really want to be playing at home at the moment? We've all read quotes from some managers around the league saying, well, actually, we're better off away from home than we are at home because yeah. our crowd are on the back. And that doesn't appear... No, no. We kind of touched on this be. with Gary, didn't we, a, yeah. a few moments ago. There was a certain amount of unrest at Yeovil. Um, as say, I've heard a recording that somebody took of uh, the last few minutes of, of the Yeovil Gale immediately after the final whistle. But by and large, the fans have been pretty resilient in this, haven't they? I think uh, Torquay fans have been unbelievable in the, the, this season. We've always known how passionate they are. You know, and I know passion is a sort of thing that you associate with Glasgow and Liverpool and North yeah. London and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You, you, Torquay fans are right up there. I think they they take longer to turn against any team than almost any fans I can remember. But after everything, don't forget, by the way, 
that more than 800 fans went to Yeovil, which that was, was twice as many as Yeovil took to, brought to Plainmore. And it was the third largest away attendance over Absolutely, the holiday weekend? quite. With yeah. Only Notts County and Chesterfield? The, or, no, it was the three, actually it was the fourth, because Wrexham took more than more, surprise, I, surprise, we, to we, Solihull. But we we can No, ex- ex- exactly, <laughs> but incredible turnout. And, by the way, they got absolutely soaked again. So if you're one of those 800 people that's gone up on the back of another disappointing result on Boxing Day, you'd gear yourself up. No, I'm not going to sit at home and watch it on the stream. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get up there, etc. The fans were solidly behind them for the vast majority of the game. They got absolutely soaked, as they always do. Always. It's a uh, given. At at Hewish Park, because there's no roof over the open end there. And then... After a game which promised an awful lot, United flattered to deceive again mm-hmm. and concede two goals in the last ten, last ten minutes and lose the match. I'd be staggered if there weren't quite a lot of booing at the end of that. It doesn't mean they turned their back on them. It doesn't mean they've given up on them. And actually, of course, there was quite a lot of fans who amazingly stayed and applauded at the yeah. end. Yeah. All right, the players went over to them quite right too, as they they should and must do. But so uh, and. The atmosphere at playing on Boxing Day, best part, nearly 4,000 on Boxing Day. It was good. It was good. Yeah, the fans yeah. have, are still, uh, uh, you know, you and I would have picked up on the fact if this crowd had turned big time. Mm. They haven't. And they are desperate. They they, they, they recognise the vast majority of them. I keep getting messages from people. Obviously, you and I hear stuff. We're, we're, oh, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, ba- we're yeah. bound to it. It's staring you in the face. It's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's, it's not difficult to do that. But at the same time, I get and I think you've had similar, quite a lot of people contacting privately and, and uh, you know, friends and, and people that we know, sometimes people that we don't even know, saying, I would be really sad if Gary Johnson left the club because yeah. of what he's done and because of, you know, the bond that's built up o- over the years. Yeah. And um, also there's this feeling that if, if, if anybody can get a tune out of this particular band... Gary can. Well, I mean, it, exactly. it, it's not a great yeah. band. In other words, no, th- there you go, and that's why, and that's why he said, didn't he? That, you know, he said it with his own words after the the, the defeat at uh, New Year's Day. We need, yeah, one or two people yeah. to come in. The word he used was to ignite the team. Yeah. Well, you can put all sorts of dressing up words on it if you. In other words, we need some help. This team yeah. needs some help. There, it's it's decent in several areas. Look on on New Year's Day. Mark Ellis, uh, Mark Halstead, tick. Yeah. Uh, Ali yeah. Omar, tick. Uh, one of he, his best games for, for the club. Ali always steps up, doesn't he? When required, Ali will. Ali spends a long time on the bench, but when he's needed, he always steps I think, up. I think the key thing about Ali Omar is, like a lot of young players, uh, the bigger the job you put in front of them, the, the more chance they have of stepping up to it. Yeah. Ali is a defender. He's mm-hmm. a centre-half. His job is all about physical challenges, concentration. Yeah. He was up against a six foot four inch centre half converted into a centre forward on on New Year's Day. He had to bloody concentrate. Yeah. And he had to compete for the ball. And he did really well. There was no other room for, oh, I'll try a bit of this now or I'll try a bit of that, which we've all seen Ali do in the past. Keeping it as simple, brutally head kicking stuff now that's the level that he has to maintain now we'll all be happy if between now and the end of the season if he's playing regularly and fingers crossed on for his sake that he does is 
21 more performances like that. Yeah. Uh, um, and he almost scored the crucial goal as well, didn't well, he? Well, there you go. He, he yeah. very, very yeah. nearly got the goal. Dean Moxie, tick. Yeah. Um, Back from injury as well. Yes. Which is I good. Mean, you'd never have known it. He, at one stage in the second half, he, he, he was struggling to get across mm. to... He had to come out of central defence. He was playing sort of centre-back. Across to uh, um, uh, cover a, a gap on the way. And it was almost like... He's 37 years old. Everybody thinks that his legs are gone. Well, yeah. no, they haven't. <laughs> My goodness, didn't he put the afterburners on and get yeah. across there? Yeah. And all those stories that Gary's told us in press conferences about he never, he very seldom loses a sprint in training mm. and all that kind of stuff. So, big tech, I thought he played yeah. well. Yeah. Until they tired with their sort of various little injury niggles, I thought Tom Lapson in Asa Hall did really well in midfield. Um, uh, Kieran Evans, by the way, under the radar a bit, is working very hard he at the is, moment, yeah. and something surely must break for him sooner or later if he keeps at it. The disappointments, you know, uh, without getting personal, because they're all la- nice lads and we get on with them for fine. I thought the two wingers were disappointing at, at Yeovil, mm-hmm. um, Dylan De Silva and Stephen Wynn. Um, the front two worked pretty hard, and for long periods in the first half, um, Jarvis and um, Goodwin, uh, and Goodwin yeah. uh, seemed to be working really promising mm. together, and you could see a goal coming. In the end, the service faded yeah. uh, for the reasons we've just sort of uh, spoken about, and um, and it didn't happen in the end. And you know, United ended up losing two 0 But in other words, so there were. There were some pluses in there, but yeah. then there's always pluses in defeats. <laughs> it's, that's the nature of the game, yeah, isn't it? it is. So Halifax at Plainmore on Saturday afternoon. I mean, Halifax are 14th now. They had a dreadful start, but they've picked up, haven't they? They've started to pick up a little bit. They've won five of their last ten games. Uh, they'll be tough to play against. Well, they lost Pete Wilde, the manager. Yeah. Who, who, they finished fourth last year, mm-hmm. it's worth remembering. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and they lost Pete Wilde, he went to Barrow, uh, and Chris Millington, his number two, has stepped up. And, of course, when they made a poor start, everybody thought, oh, no, here we are, Wilde's gone, Millington's not up to it, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But he's gradually got them going. Um, Dizarue, the, the striker who couldn't get a cow's backside with a banjo <laughs> when United won their 1 0, he missed an absolute stack of chances yeah. there. Uh, and United ended up winning 1 0, just about. Brett McGavin. With a goal by well. Brett yes, McGavin, yeah. who was injured, by the way. On, on uh, He was injured. A lot of people, there wasn't an official announcement about why he wasn't playing, but he, he, he picked up an injury in training. I understand he might well be back from yeah. that quite quickly. Um, uh, but you're right, they've gradually got going again. Matty Warburton is a very good attacking midfield player in this mm-hmm. division. Luke Summerfield is still still going, <laughs> still yeah. going yeah. for them, um, etc. etc. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're obviously in doing okay at the moment. I don't think they're going to tear any trees up this season, but um, no, it, it will be tough. But again, Torquay home to Halifax at Playmore with a half decent crowd and, and people behind them. Why shouldn't they win? What, 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 yeah. There's no reason why United can't win on Saturday, especially if a couple of these new faces um, yeah. ignite the team, Wouldn't is that be the great? word that Gary used. Ignite the burners, as the cycling commentator always used to say. You know, we've played Halifax 68 times since 1960. It's El Clasico. It's almost like Rochdale. It's like El Clasico. <laughs> we've won 30, drawn 14 and lost 24. So it's kind, it's pretty even, isn't it? We've always had good games against Halifax in the past. It's, yeah. it's one of those, 
It's one of those games that should be an old Division Four game, really, isn't it? Absolutely, um, and and I, I, I'm secretly hoping that, that that clubs like Rochdale at the bottom, who are who are struggling yeah. in League Two at the moment, don't come down. You know how sad it would be to yes, see you yeah. know that a club like that. Gillingham are obviously mm-hmm. bottom of the table and can't win to save their no. lives, can they? At the moment, um, as, as we've said on the podcast before as well, the teams that have come down. Both Oldham and Scunthorpe fans expected, oh, we'll only be down for a season and then back again. And it's it's a tough, tough league it's to get back out of. It's proved it over and over and over again. Scunthorpe are in some danger of um, National Going League North, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. don't forget that Oldham and Scunthorpe have got two hundred and fifty thousand pound parachute payments. That yeah. The, yeah. You know, to, to get to help their budget out. Um, it will be. Look, we are looking a, a little bit further ahead here now, and as Gary said, let's let's deal with this problem first before worrying about that. But you you can't help thinking that if United can stay up, and I think we all believe that they certainly can, mm-hmm. and, and with a bit of luck will, um, uh, or one or two better players will. <laughs> um, if Wrexham go, yeah, and Notts County go, yeah, that's two of the biggest hitters, financial mm-hmm. hitters in this division. Gary has touched on, and I've picking up on the ether a little bit, that one or two of the other teams that have been really having a go this year might not be able to throw quite as much money at it in the future, well, especially with the way the economic climate yeah. is, etc., etc. All these and, all these things are finite, aren't they? And you look at the bottom of League Two, yeah. and there aren't there aren't too many Wrexhams, Notts Counties, Chesterfields there. Mm. Um, so, you know... This is. Let's get. Let's deal with let's, this. Let's first. get out the but, bottom uh, four first. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's. You can't help looking <laughs> no, at it. No, it's all, right. Can you? And, uh, I was interested in what Gary said just now as well about uh, some of these loans ending. Now, with the sort of Mark Ellis, first of all. Mark, I mean, thanks, Mark, for a couple of great months. By the way, absolutely. Um, it would have been great to have kept him, but a, a commute to and from Nantwich is um, is a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And look, although it's, it sounds like an old record going round. This is a, a, this is a recurring problem. Yeah. problem. It's not just about Mark Ellis. It's about Mark Ellis, his family, and not and and other Mark Ellis's yeah. that we can yeah. we can yeah. talk about. It's about the family where they're settled. Mark mm-hmm. Ellis has, has played for about five or six different clubs yeah. in the last ten years, something like that. Never moved. No, I, I, that that again that area, Nantwich, Cheshire. Greater Manchester, etc. It's the same as the M25, isn't it? You, you play, if you're a football, if you are a young footballer, Dave, you've got a choice of maybe a dozen clubs to go and try your luck at, haven't you? Yeah. Down here, you've got Torquay, and then it. I mean, it's just not the same. No, is it? it's, just it's not no same accident, as is it? That, that that in the summer of 2020, uh, in, at the height of the COVID fears. Mm. When everybody thought that the clubs were going to get rid of all their players, United managed to managed to persuade the Carl Camerons, the, the Conor Lemonhay Evans, etc., 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 all to sign new eighteen-month yeah. contracts. Yeah. There you are, you got security for the next eighteen months. In that summer, they only went out and signed three significant yeah. players: Danny Wright, Dean Moxie, and Gary Warren. All three of them experienced players, yeah. and immediately turned United into a promotion side. Mm. None of them had to move. Not, no, not one of them no, had to move. That's true. Gary Warren lives in Columpton or somewhere like that. Danny Wright was happy to commute backwards and forwards from Cheltenham. 
and Dean Moxley lives in Exeter. Yeah. That's that that's why we were able to get those three bloody good players who helped us big time. Yeah. Uh, and and it is it is tough, it is difficult. I remember way back in the day Paul Buckle, when he was manager, tried very hard and was very close to getting Jack Lester down to play for us. Yeah. Um, and He's never been the same since Oliver, really, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, a, a, a nailed-on 20-goal-a-season yeah. striker to play up front with Tim, with Tim Sills. And <clears throat> Jack Lester came down, looked around the place. I think the money had more or less been sorted. Paul yeah. Bucks was, was rubbing his hands with, yeah, I think we've cracked it, I think we've got him, etc., etc. And Jack Lester eventually rang back, so I'm given to understand, and said, look, thanks ever so much. I'd love to come and play for you. But I've had a chat with my, <clears throat> my missus. He, he and his wife had met when they were teenagers at school. Yeah. They'd had a starter home, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, this isn't uh, um, gospel, but it's along these lines. They had lived in a house in Sheffield, and he had played for Grimsby, Chesterfield, Sheffield United, and somewhere else. I'm not quite sure where it was. And they'd never had to move. Mm. He had been yeah. able to drive, yeah. Yeah. including training backwards and forwards. And to the best of my knowledge, I might be wrong about that. I think he's still. I think they're still yeah. there. And that is. And we, of course, we all know the story of the player only last season, a very good midfield player from a, a from a very good club, who came, saw liked what he saw and then didn't realise quite how far it was beyond Bristol Yeah, and pulled out at the very last minute. And, and this is something that yeah, you would yeah. think, wouldn't you, in the year 2023, that it would be miles easier than it used to be. Yeah. It isn't. It's not, And it's not just about distances. It's about families, uh, wives, partners, girlfriends have bloody good jobs now mm. and quite right yeah. too, you know, which they can't just give up. No. Kids are in kids are, are in school settled. It's it's a it's a big old issue. Is. And although we don't want to talk about it all the time, and Gary certainly doesn't want to talk about it all the time, it is just worth bearing in mind. Well, and if we were the only club in this part of the world that suffered from that, mm. then you'd go, well, it's something to do with us. But it isn't Exeter no. uh, the same. And funnily enough, there's a reason why Barrow, who are in a very similar geographical situation. Yeah. They don't even train him. They train in Manchester. They yeah. have a permanent training base in Manchester to accommodate all the yeah. players that they've signed from that part of the world who do not want to live in Barrow, even though Barrow is a perfectly nice place, or live and, tra- mm. and train there. And that's that's how Barrow have dealt with that. Yeah. Well, are we going to go down the we're line gonna, of talking about a training base in, in Bristol? Bristol? No. no. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you but it's, it's the same principle, isn't it? If... I mean, obviously not with the current squad because a lot, of the, you know, then most of them are settled down here. But in the future, you think, well, you know, players who have Cheltenham, Gloucester, South Wales, Bristol, Swindon, players who are feeding into that kind of area, and then they only have to come down here for home games, which is how Barrow work it. It's a it's a business model, isn't it? Well, it's it's. I, don't, it, I wouldn't like to see no, it. No, there but, you go. None you know, of us would. No. None of us would. And and of course, you know, they all saying is that you know getting them here is the problem once they're here no, nobody yeah. wants to leave and, no, that's and, right. and and you know happily too so dave the, we have other players on loan though and gary was kind of hinting there that some of those loans may be up well, for renewal or coming to an end we're looking we've got five players on loan at the moment 
is it five? Uh, oh, now with Agri- Agri- with Agri- Agri- Agriar, Agriar yes. is yeah. the fifth, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. So Kieran Evans is here to the end of the season. Yeah. Technically, Will... there's always, even though on those end of the season uh, season loans, yeah, there, 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 there is after a certain period of time, there's yeah. re- recall clauses are available. Okay, I'm sure the intention is for Kieran Evans to be here for yeah. the season, but in other words, uh, a, a, a loan to the end of the season isn't necessarily exactly what it sounds like. Well, Will Goodwin is on the same understanding Quite. as well, isn't he? Yeah. Dylan De Silva and Stephen Wynn, presumably their loans theoretically are up. Are up. Yeah, after this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, watch this space, I think, is the yeah. uh, uh, the thing. Um, it'll be very interesting. I mean, obviously, this Saturday's team will be what it is, but it'll be very interesting to see what sort of side he puts out against um, Taunton Town Taunton. in the trophy yeah. a week later. Um, I, I have a feeling that we will be talking about Funny enough, everybody looks at the team at the moment and and the form that they're in. Oh my goodness, we need half a dozen. You know, sometimes in these situations, and you know, you've seen where one or two, the it's not just what they bring to the team, but the effect that they can have on the side yeah. and the lift that they can give to everybody else. So everybody, let's let's say for the sake of argument that everybody in the team is playing at ninety five, ninety percent at the moment, and it's not quite good enough, quite right. But if the effect of somebody coming into the team nudges a whole lot of the other ones up to yeah. 95 or near 100%, then you sometimes don't need quite as many as we would all think no. that we need. Uh, and, um, I mean, <laughs> the, the great Danny Racky uh, uh, may not have been um, uh, Torquay's answer to Perlow, although he, he was... The, <laughs> although he thought he was. He, he was, <laughs> the, was. Was he the Pontefract He was the Pontefract Perlow, Perlow yeah. I think, yeah. But... It was the effect he had on the players yeah. around him that, that, that was the, the, the key. Yeah. You know, the, he, 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 he was up everybody's backside. He yeah. was into, you know, forcing them on, pointing, having a go yeah. at people, geeing them up. And that, Sometimes it's what you need, isn't it? it? Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah, Especially with a team, as you say, that, that's playing just slightly below its potential. Quite. You just need somebody to push that yeah. on and maybe yeah. that's what's coming couple of players that uh, cropped up on social media this week um, that just thought might be interesting. Rob Street, who was one of those lone players that didn't quite gel for us. He's on loan at Shrewsbury now. Boxing Day at Cambridge, he was replaced by Ryan Bowman, who was then immediately sent off. <laughs> so <laughs> well, there's two ex-goals in action there Absolutely. I mean, we all look back on that 2021 season, which ended in defeat at Bristol in the playoff final. And Rob Street, in you know, when uh, uh, Danny Wright got injured against mm. Yeovil on Boxing Day, when we beat, beat him 6-1, um, uh, Gary cast around and Pete, his brother, the head of recruitment, you know, can we get a young centre-forward yeah. in, etc. And they settled on Rob Street. And I don't know if you people remember, when Rob Street turned up at Playmore, pissed Crystal Palace fans straight on the thing, yeah. you've got a real good one, we yeah. think he's we think he's going to be a first-team... He's first the team, new Ian Wright. He's, yeah. he's going to be yeah. a first-team player, etc., etc., etc. We all know that during his time at Playmore, he wasn't. He just wasn't ready. No. He wasn't man enough for that job. Well... Stick another couple of years on him, mm, and he's now done, playing pretty he? well in yeah. League One for for yeah. Shrewsbury. And this can be how how fine that line can be. Yeah, you know, uh, difficult, you know, difficult one. But good luck to him. Yeah. And there was a, a a lovely little note somewhere on social media yesterday saying, "Um, goals fans, you realise Connor Wickham's a free agent. His uh, his contract at Forest Green Rovers has just expired." 
I hadn't sp- spotted that. Connor Wickham but, is um, a free agent, having run out, run off the end of his contract at Forest Green. He's 29. Played with Ipswich, Sunderland, Palace. Yeah. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Maybe um, may looking around for a club you never know. Well, you know, I, I think <laughs> I think what United need at the moment, what what sorry, what United don't need, and I'm certainly not even remotely suggesting that Conor Wickham is like this. They don't need somebody that's going to pop down, pick up a few quid, uh, and and go through the motions. And I'm sure Conor Wickham would wouldn't and never would. Mm. In other words, we need people who are seriously up for this. Yeah. You know, it ain't going to be pretty at times. No. It's it, going to be... And it's going to take a certain kind of player to want to come here... Absolutely. ...to get stuck into a relegation battle... Quite. ...hundreds of miles from home. Yeah. Um, it's going to take a certain kind of player, but maybe that's the kind of player we need. Oh, no, we absolutely do need it. You yeah. Know, I, we, we, we don't want a fancy Dan, too many fancy Dans, in, 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 however talented they are in this situation and the, and the person who will know that most of all is Gary Johnson yeah you know Gary and Aaron have been and um, Gary's brother Pete have been in this game a long mm. time they've been doing this they know exactly what sort of people they need uh, um, it, you know okay if some brilliant player can you know can help but a player like that a very talented player who might not put it in all the time okay you might have him along for the ride but the, that yeah. won't be the player that no. will get you out of trouble. The players that will get us out of trouble at the moment are the hundred percent, the hundred percenters, seriously up for it, and 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 want to close people down, chase lost causes, da 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 da. G up their teammates, G up the crowd. Yeah, I mean that's why there's been so much speculation over the last or few months, you know, about Rory Keating. Yeah, you know, all right, he's got family here, you know, so he's been turning up. And there's been relentless rumours, hasn't there? Oh, oh Rory yeah, Keating yeah. coming back. Rory I've Keating seen Rory back. Keating in I've Tesco's. Seen, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. oh, he's training with them and yeah. everything. Well, you and I have never seen him here in training. But Rory, you know, OK, might not be Marco van Basten, but somebody with Rory's attitude and the way exactly. and covering the ground, you know, that sort of, you know, never say die, I'm not giving up and I'm going to be in your face all afternoon is, is what you want. Would you need international clearance for Rory Keating? <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave that one hanging in the air. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, exactly. But so, you know, you're not in this situation. Torquay are one from bottom of the National League. They're not going to get the magic wand, unbelievable, no. how on earth did they get hold of him player? We've Let's d- hope they We've w- done it, though. We've done it. We've got Chris Waddle. Well, they're, we, they're, you know, yeah, we, in slightly different circumstances, yeah, but, but so we've pulled it off before. We're not likely to. <laughs> what what we want is somebody who runs out onto that football pitch, and the pot side take one look at him and go, after ten fifteen yeah. minutes of him flattening a couple, and go, "I'll have him." He'll do. He'll do. He'll do. He'll, he'll yeah. do. And yeah. then they will solidly get behind that. I mean, the, you know, the, they do anyway. Um, uh, and you know that's how you you play your way to promotion and you fight your way out of relegation. You do trouble. That's always has been the case, and it still is. Dave, thank you very much. I hope thanks I for your time. It on too long. Never too long. Apologies, everybody. <laughs> thanks for your time. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be up there on Saturday. Do come and say hello. If you're up at the ground, tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, and as ever, we finish with "Come, come on, on, you, you yellows." yellows. Come on, you yellows! Flying high below the Wembley Archway Sky today. Come on, you.